This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Remember, if you have any questions, please email us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Well, today I purposely do not have a guest because I want to talk to you about a sensitive topic. You know, in the past year, I've been working with many pilots, recruiters, and airline instructors who've been frustrated by the current pilot shortage, but for a different reason. Pilots are frustrated because they're being terminated in higher numbers. Recruiters are frustrated because they can't find FA-qualified applicants And even when they find an applicant, they may not be a competent pilot or they may not be a good fit for the airline. And instructors are frustrated because of the lack of competence and perception that the student cannot be terminated. So let's talk about all those issues and offer some solutions. But before I begin, a few announcements. First of all, don't forget to check out the courses, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash courses. It has the scholarships guide, which is only $10 for one-year access. shows you how to find scholarships and has the largest online scholarships directory. Also, career coaching and various technical courses online. Visit aviationcareerspodcast.com to discover more. Also, I keep mentioning about the coupons. Right now, the current coupon is Shamrock until March 17th, of course, St. Patrick's Day. But we added something to the website. Uh, People always ask, where are the coupons? I tell them to go to Facebook and uh, Twitter, etc. But another great way to find it is I just put it on each of of my different websites. But aviationcareerspodcast.com, top right corner, you'll see... Uh, discounts and coupons. That's where you can find all the coupons up there. So make sure you go check that out. Anyway, let's move on to the current topic. And what we're, we want to discuss is the problem of uh, why the pilot terminations are on the rise, you know, and that is the problem. We have a lot more terminations and, uh, this is not a new problem to understand the actual pilot shortage. Go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash pilot shortage. I talk a little bit about that in episode 50. I discussed this and I discussed many things about the pilot shortage and even how uh, one of the controversial ones is how the pay rates are not going to go up that much. They really haven't. Uh, if you look at it, it's many bonuses to get people into the regionals, but uh, pay rates as far as starting pay. Of course, the pay after a couple of years has gone up tremendously. Uh, really, if you look at the the pilot pay, especially the the starting pay, it hasn't quite kept up with inflation. But if you look at second, third, and fourth, and all those, it sure has, and that's also attracting a lot of people. But just remember this, okay? This is not a new problem. Uh, right now, a lot of the folks that are getting into the airlines, especially on the regional side, have never seen a downturn in the economy. They've never seen furloughs. Even though there are some furloughs going on right now, there always will be. Many of those furloughs are due to business decisions, etc. Not so much the current economy always be somebody on furlough. If you look at um, any, a lot of the stats on some of the union websites, they say that there's maybe nobody on furlough. That's not particularly true because they're talking more towards certain uh, of the larger airlines and also uh, stats from their their actual airlines. But there always will be somebody on furlough somewhere because somebody's going to make a bad business decision. That's the way it is. Uh, but from the perspective of the larger unions like Alpa, they're right. There's hardly any furloughs that are going on right now. So, And this is not a new problem. This has happened in the past. 
And one of the things that we saw in the past is a high number of terminations, just like we're seeing now. So this is not a new problem. So, so we're going back to many years ago. And of course, I have a lot of experience with furlough pilots. And I want to talk a little bit about how you could avoid uh, termination, both from the pilots, the recruiters, and also the instructor standpoint, mainly uh, focusing more towards the airline instructors. So let's talk to you, the pilots. Okay. Again, I said this is not a new problem. How can you avoid termination? All right. This is how you're going to do it. There's a difference between minimum qualifications versus competency. Okay. So make sure before you go to the airline that you get the proper training. Uh, And what does that mean? Remember, they've made this 1,500-hour rule, and I talk about that in episode 50 about four or five years ago. We discussed this new rule, which actually is going to lead to less qualified pilots. They're just going to have more hours, but they're not going to have the hours that they need to be qualified to fly an airliner. And what do you mean by that? Well, Many times we see people are getting hired because they have a whole bunch of hours, but they've they don't have many instrument hours. In other words, they they don't they can't fly straight level climbs, turns, descends. Uh, they can't intercept courses and that type of thing just because they haven't been in it for so long. It's not you know it's not their fault. It's just that's the way it is. That's that's what's been happening. So what I want to do is I want to set you up for success so that you can make it through the training. So. If you are one of those people, you have to have a talk with yourself and say, gee, I'm not so sure I can fly glass, for instance. Maybe I need to go out and get some a technically advanced aircraft and get some training in that. I'll give you a good example. Back um, in 2000, when we had a lot of terminations, uh, 2001, uh, obviously after 9-11, we had a lot. But those terminations mainly were due to the glass cockpit. And what we most airlines did is they said, hey, listen. We like you. You're a good person, but we you just need to get some more training. So go out and get that training. Come back in six months. We're going to save you a spot here. We're going to we're going to let you come back and start again with the airline, which I think is a great thing for them to do. And airlines will do that now. It's like, hey, listen, you know, we understand, uh, you know, you met the minimum qualifications, but you're not competent in the aircraft yet. So go back and get some training. Specifically, the training I want to see you do is jump in a simulator before you go to an airline in general. I think it's a great idea. People ask me that a lot. Um, I'm a huge fan of that. Jump into, especially now, gosh, simulators are so much less expensive. Uh, these, the PCATDs, all these advanced training devices, we have many at Frasca, you know, you have Redbird. Um, many of these uh, are very inexpensive and you can use them on your own. So get some training prior. Another thing that I think is really important to, to actually prevent you, after you get the training and you're competent, to prevent you from from actually being terminated is I need you to show up on time. That's the, that's a big one. We're seeing uh, a lot of terminations. And by the way, I know that some of you are the recruiters that have been telling me this are listening to this episode right now. Thanks so much for the information. Uh, but I get it. People are not showing up for time on time. Uh, remember an airline, the most important thing is showing up on time. Uh, you know, it really, really is because it's all based on on time. So make sure you're there. You're there on time, whether you got to check in, whatever it needs you, you need to do. That's your first priority is to be there on time and check in before anything else. Uh, also, the other thing is be on time to the aircraft. I know maybe you have a check-in in your crew room or whatever. Make sure you're out at the aircraft and ready to go. 
Another thing you can do, uh, and I'm going to speak to the captains out there, all right? So I want to talk to you as far as the regional captains, airline captains, major airline captains. Do me a favor. Mentor your first officers. Uh, one of the things I want you to do is uh, there's three biggies that we're seeing in terminations. Number one, cell phones, checklists, attitude, uh, and, and make sure you, you actually talk a little bit about that with them. So let's, let's talk about those three things. Cell phone usage. Uh, have them turn it off. Uh, hats off to a pilot that I spoke with. We discussed this problem, and he said he, they were clear for takeoff, and he set the parking brake and told the first officer, hey, turn your cell phone off because I hear it dinging, and that's actually being recorded in the cockpit. Remember, if we have an accident or incident, they're going to start pulling all that information and say, hey, what was a person doing on their cell phone while they're taking off in the airplane? Uh, so that cell phone should be off. I know it's not part of our checklist, but sometimes I think it should be. You know, turn that phone phone off. Uh, don't do any social media while you're taxing and while you're flying. Uh, no social media at all. I know that sounds strange, uh, but any of the cell phones, I shouldn't, I shouldn't just say cell phones. I should say all those devices that hook up to the internet. So it could be an iPad too. Uh, make sure that you have them off. Obviously, if they're on for work, then leave them on. Just don't do anything. Uh, sometimes what I do, I leave my cell phone on to the last minute. If I got a maintenance issue, I can bam, grab the cell phone, start calling. But before I get up to the whole short line, I'll turn it off. If I feel like it, I'll turn it off in flight right afterwards. But you need to try to remember to turn that thing off. Uh, we all make a mistake of leaving it on, but don't use it. Even you know, please don't use it. Also, captains, tell your first officers, uh, and in general, captains yourself, use checklists. They're there for a reason. Uh, many times, things are are left <laughs> by the side because of the fact and forgotten because we don't use our checklists. And we've seen some accidents uh, and some tragic as accidents where people have forgotten the checklist and some that weren't tragic but uh, caused people to be terminated because they forgot to do things like the speeds in, you know, little things like that, that'll cause a problem, uh, on takeoff, etc. Um, and here's a third one. This is a tough one. This is going to be really tough for you as a captain attitude. Okay. Attitude is something that is, is very difficult, uh, especially nowadays. I mean, we've had, uh, this is again, this period we've seen before where people are getting hired, not so much because, uh, they're competent, but just because they're filling the seat because they can't find pilots, they can't find qualified pilots. I get it; it's tough. Um, but you have to tell them, "Hey, listen, you got to realize that that you know you're going to be you can be replaced within just a couple of hours uh, if there's an issue uh, with you. There's if you time out, just remember uh, you go back to the gate and they call pilots in off reserve. It's usually maybe two, three, four hours, and they have another pilot in your position. Uh, so. I get it. There's a shortage out there. People are like, hey, listen, I don't want to be here, especially on the regional side. They're like, I should be flying a 747 around the world after only a thousand hours of being in an airline. I get it. It's happening. And that will change, obviously, when you know we have another downturn in the economy in the, in the future. And that'll happen someday. It just what's really strange about this is we had so we've had so many years, so many good years in a row. It's incredible at the airlines. I mean, we haven't seen active furloughing for almost 10 years now. It's coming up on the 10 year anniversary. So we haven't really seen active furloughing for that long. By active, I'm talking more uh, of, a, of a systemic type of furlough, not the furloughs I talked about in the beginning when they're, you know, the, the smaller furloughs at the smaller airlines, that type of thing, or just, you know, small furloughs because they're short, uh, you know, downturn, et cetera. I'm talking systemic type of furloughs. Uh, obviously, we'll be seeing that sometime in the future. 
What happened? What's going to happen though, is that it's going to it's going to change attitudes, and people are going to be like, "Hey, wait! I should be flying a, a jet or a turboprop or whatever. I shouldn't be flying this 172 because I have 2,000 hours." Well, back when we had furloughs before 2,000 hours, you couldn't get hired at a at a regional, especially if you remember in the 80s that type of thing. So these things happen. It'll go up and down, um, and it's tough to. To talk to you know a pilot about that because they just have no reference. I mean, remember they've never seen anything, that, especially the younger pilots right now that have never been through a recession. Those like myself who've been through many recessions and and downturns in the economy. You know we we you know we get it. We understand that you know things can change on a dime. Um, but if you have a problem mentoring pilots, if you're that type of person, has that personality or whatever, uh, don't get yourself in trouble. Do me a favor. Most airlines have professional standards, uh, so that's a great tool. Use it. Uh, you don't have to report somebody to pro standards. The first thing you do is you call your professional standards or whatever committee you might have and say, hey, listen, I'm having this problem with this pilot. What do I need to do? Obviously, if it's a safety issue, boom, get them out of the cockpit, period. Uh, you know, and I've seen that happen. It doesn't happen often, but you just call uh, scheduling and say, hey, listen, pull the first officer out of the uh, – and it happens with flight attendants, happens with pilots. Uh, they're doing something unsafe. we got to get rid of them. Uh, you know, we can't fly today. Uh, so that's something you have to do. Pro stands will give you some advice as to, you know, maybe what you could do. Just be careful when you are counseling somebody uh, that you do do this in a professional manner. Uh, if you want, you know, have a conversation with more than one person. I think sometimes that will help you. Um, another thing, too, is as a pilot – uh, in general, whether captain, first officer, whatever. Remember, you can't, you, you can't say or do anything you want on social media and in public. You're an ambassador for the airline because remember, the, the first thing that's going to happen is that if you get fired or if you get arrested or whatever it may be, uh, and it could be outside of work, by the way. I'm not talking at work. One of the first things you're going to do is find out where you work. It's really easy to do online nowadays. And they're going to say that so-and-so is a pilot for XYZ Airline was arrested for XYZ, you know, and, and it happens. And it's an embarrassment for the airline. Normally that person is terminated, of course, uh, and there's no argument there as far as that's that's concerned. So that's a really that's something that's really, really important. Is uh, so if you if <laughs> a good example is uh, is that I don't want to point anybody out, but if you if you crash your airplane, your small plane that you're flying outside of work, don't take pictures and put it on social media. Uh, bad idea. Uh, let's let's not do those type of things. I know uh, I've seen it seen it often. You do silly things, and once it's out there, it's out there. Uh, believe me, I see like even in Snapchat, those kind of things, Instagram, if you delete it, it's still there. Um, I've taken screenshots of uh, silly things people have done. I'm not going to share those. Obviously, I don't want to point anybody out, but it is is amazing. As a pilot now, you not only are an ambassador for the airline. Remember, you're an ambassador for us, for the industry as a whole. So make sure you you're now are held to a different standard. And that's really important, especially in uniform. Don't do anything silly in uniform. Also, another thing, too, is that realize this. You're not entitled to any job. You must earn it. If you're a pilot looking for a job right now, uh, we're having a lot of issues with attitudes and attitudes and training. Remember, uh, and and I know I hear you, the folks that listen to this that are in the training department, I get it. Um, there is this shortage, and a lot of people do feel like, hey, you need me more than I need you. Um, we have to have to make them realize that 
Uh, and you must realize as a pilot that's going to go to work for an airline is you have to earn it. You're not just entitled to this job. You have to get a, a certificate. You have to fly well, and you have to have a good attitude. Um, wh- this is something that happens. With a person with a really bad attitude, you wind up putting a big target on your back. And I've seen this play out because I worked with a lot of terminations uh, when I was an, uh, a representative for the union. And it may not happen right away. But a good example is I, I know of a person who called out uh, the CEO of the company in social media and said some really poor things and bad things about them. Eventually, that came to hurt that person because they went to upgrade to captain. And remember, a lot of times they can't get you until you actually go for a check ride or something, and that's when they got him. Uh, they actually were uh, he failed his check ride uh, because of, of a disagreement actually with the check airman and uh, and had to go back to flying as a first officer. Continued on in his career, luckily, but that does happen. Also, another thing I want you to do is try as hard as you can to keep passing those check rides. Uh, I, I know we talk about this, and there are certain airlines that are starting to look at this as far as number of failures. Uh, we've had this happen before again. I have uh, students that have failed every single check ride, and I know that because of the PREA Pilot Records Improvement Act, we are actually seeing people looking at your records and, and recruiters looking at your records. Uh, but because of the shortage, uh, some of these people that have many multiple failures, they're actually still being hired. Um, and, and I get it. Some people don't test very well. But with that said, try hard to do your best on, on these tests. We have a lot of folks that are doing the minimum uh, to finish their training and to get hired and also within their training. So make sure make sure you do that. Make sure you study as hard as you can. And remember, you're not entitled to a job. You have to earn it. Um, and they're not just going to give it to you. We, you know, I say this on the podcast a lot of times. If I mean, if you have a pulse, you can, hi- can get hired. Uh, if you have a pulse, you can probably get an interview. Uh, not so much about getting hired. And if you get hired, it doesn't mean you're going to stay in the job. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that. I want to shift gears. Let's. Get, I want to give some advice to some of the recruiters. And of course, again, this is uh, just an overview of all this. And we're talking about the situation. I can't get into tons of detail. But, but for those of you that are recruiters that listen, I have some advice for you. First of all, uh, to, to actually prevent a lot of these terminations. And some terminations are due to personnel reasons and some are due to competency. So let's look at both of those. Uh, let's, let's look a little bit at the personnel issue first. Uh, first of all, when you're recruiting, define and sell all the benefits, you know, do, do all those, everything, not just the pay, uh, define all the benefits of being a pilot in general and make sure you listen to those people. Make sure you listen to the individual and see their reactions when you talk about being able to travel. You can tell a lot about somebody by their body language. You can tell a lot about them through what they tell you. Also, another thing to do, and this is tough, to discuss the challenges of the job along with the benefits. And uh, both are really, really important. So what do I mean by that? Let's Like what we do here at Aviation Cruise Podcast, we try to be really transparent. Listen, we got to tell them, sometimes you're going to be away from your family for six days in a row. You know, and we're going to try as hard as we can to make it easier for you to get back and forth to work. But remember, there are challenges of this job. You're on the road for half the month. Uh, let them understand that the pay is, even though they have more benefits and uh, there's, you're offering all these different pay incentives, uh, the pay is not that great compared to many of the jobs they're coming from. Um, and I get it. Some of these flight instructors, uh, their, their pay is going to go up. But a lot of folks that are changing jobs, and you're seeing a lot of those. 
uh, you know, let them know that there's a, there's a future here. There's a future to upgrade, sell those benefits, etc. But also discuss the challenges so they know what they're getting into. I mean, that's what we're trying to do here. But I'm just one voice, and I, I'd love you to get out there and just tell those people that what are the benefits, what are the challenges. Another thing that I want you to do as a recruiter. And, and this is sometimes hard to do, and I do it myself, even with the podcast. I go back and I evaluate the successes, and I also evaluate my failures. So I want you to do that. I want to evaluate the successes and failures in recruiting. And those are tough words. So uh, success is a good one. Of course, we see someone who's hired, does well, excels, and is the quintessential pilot that we want to hire with the airline. Uh, the other failures in recruiting is this person that we hire, does poorly in training, it is not a real good fit for the airline. So let's look at that. Let's say to ourselves, okay, how did that happen? Let me take notes during my whole recruiting process. And this is really good to do that and figure out um, how could I have prevented this from happening? How could I have prevented this person from from coming through and getting through the cracks. So what you might want to do is change your tactics, uh, change how you sell things, uh, get with the individuals. Uh, I tell people, by the way, when I'm coaching them, uh, is that get with a recruiter and hang out with the recruiter for a long time because that is really important. The recruiter is actually somebody who will relax after a while. You know, they're a little nervous too. You're a recruiter. You know, you're talking to someone new and then you relax. You start talking about the realities of the job. And then they start finding out more about what's really going on. But you can do the same as a recruiter. You get the person relaxed. You find out so much more when you're hanging out with them. That's kind of my tactic. Uh, I know people have seen me at job fairs, and I'll hang out with them. And uh, really interesting, you find out so much more about a person once they're relaxed and they're willing to, to give some insight into their personality because of the fact you have them relaxed. Really, it, it, what's interesting is that when you're interviewing someone, and I do this with on podcasts and teaching people how to do interviews, the most important thing as someone who's interviewing somebody else is not speaking, it's listening. Listening intently. Listen intently for any red flags, any problems, anything that might make them excel also, any positives. Make sure you listen to that person intently. Uh, if you are someone who is interviewing for a job, it's a good idea to do that also. Listen intently to the recruiter. Don't think about your next answer. Listen very intently to that person because what happens is you'll be able to come up with more questions because most people, as you interview them, they will raise more questions throughout that interview. So please listen very, very intently to that person. Write down notes, that type of thing. Make sure, though, if you write down notes, I do this every time I'm doing coaching. I'll tell people, hey, listen, I'm taking notes. Don't get nervous. It's just for me. Uh, and, uh, you know, I especially, you know, as I've gotten older, I, I find I have to write down notes to for my memory and stuff like that. Plus, I, I'm in front of people all day long taking notes uh, because I'm coaching all day long. But let's just please listen intently, sell the benefits along with some of the challenges of the airlines. I know you're, by the way, as a recruiter, I get it. You're under a lot of pressure right now to fill the seats. Um, and in some instances, uh, there's a big backup in training. And yeah, you're losing some of those people to other airlines. It's, that's that's the way it is. Uh, just remember, you try as hard as you can with what you have and do the best you can. Listen intently and and go back and reevaluate. So that's my that's my advice for you as a recruiter. 
let's switch roles now. Now you've done the recruiting and now the person's in with the airline. And for the instructors out there that listen, uh, I thank you, by the way, for some of your feedback on this question. Uh, I get it. Um, it's, it's sometimes tough. It's great. And it's tough. There's a lot of challenges. And remember, you know, and I know that the it's, it's a maybe 10 or 15% of the people, uh, you're having these big challenges with, but, uh, but I want you to do this as a, as an instructor at the airline ground school, whatever flight instructor, uh, personnel start early with correcting attitudes and also incompetence or, uh, correct, correct those attitudes early, uh, start, you know, if they they start down that path, you might want to pull them aside and say, "Hey, listen, maybe this isn't the best airline for you. Uh, maybe you know this is not the best job for you. Maybe you should go somewhere else. Um, you know, why did you get hired here? What is it you want to do here? Maybe you're having a bad day. That happens too. Uh, so you got to kind of figure that out. Figure out is this a bad day for that person, or is this something that's internalized? And uh, so again. To do that, like I said with the recruiters, listen to the individual, listen to the student, and find out what that problem is. Now, with incompetence, and meaning that they do not have the training, proper training, to be where they are right now. When we have somebody with a, a an attitude that's good, we want to help them, don't we? Right? So, I know, it does, it happens. So, what we're going to do is say, hey, listen, I'll stay after, we'll jump in the simulator, let's get you some more training. Uh, let's see what we can do to, to make sure that we get you through this. And some people just may need that extra little training, et cetera. Um, I know, I get it. There's a lot of folks that are being pulled out of training lately because of the fact um, they're having <laughs> they're having issues with their tests and they're having issues uh, with their actual flying skills. Uh, try to help them realize their goals um, and also make them realize that, and I, I know I hear from you instructors saying it, that, uh, you know, there's some out there that still have that attitude, like, you owe me this job. And that was my biggest thing. Uh, I want to tell you, I've had to deal with this for decades. And as being someone who works with furloughed pilots, is that when uh, there are many people that have that attitude of, hey, they should train me. It's like, well, no, you have to come here and be competent. And that's why I told the pilots to please get some training in a simulator before you get there. Are you going to be perfect when you go to an airline? No, and that's that's expected. Some people just have certain issues with the flying, and uh, everybody does. There's something out there you're going to need extra training in. It's just that it, the training in the basics, etc. if you're having a lot of problems I know during this shortage period that we do have many, many people getting multiple training periods, and and we're we're and that's really tough for you. I get it as an instructor. As an instructor, it's really hard to realize that yeah, we're we're out there doing all these retraining events, and uh, we're having to change their their training footprint. It's putting us behind on schedule, uh, and I know it's a challenge for you. Um, but but try to start early as far as correcting those attitudes, and try to identify if this person has an issue. I know it's hard to do at first until you get them in the simulator. Can the person do, you know, straight and level, climbs, turns, descends, intercepting courses? Um, I hear you, man. It's been it's been an issue. I mean, we've we've seen this in the past couple decades, uh, especially when there's a big hiring uh, like we have now. Uh, so let's work with those people. Let's see what you can do because sometimes there's something you and this is this is your challenge. Sometimes there's something you can do that can get to that person and get them over that challenge and make them, and something will snap and say, oh, yeah, I get it, and they start doing really well. And if they don't, here's another tough thing. I know this is hard to do, but 
get some other help. This might be the time to pull them out of training and say, hey, listen, there is something we need to do. Maybe it's, like I said before, maybe it's time to terminate their training and have them go back out and get some training and come back again, reapply. Uh, that happens. And and that's really important because also in the ability to to change the attitudes of those certain people that come in with the attitude that, hey, you, I deserve this job. You need me more than I need you. Another thing that I like to do in the beginning with training is go over how many people actually make it through training. As, as doing this as a hobby, in flight instructing as a hobby, uh, we, I like to tell people this is a challenge. Not everybody can become a pilot. There's many reasons people don't make it through the whole training, and a lot of it has to do, of course, money and time, but the challenges of it. It's not the easiest thing to do. If it was so easy, then everybody would be doing it. It's very hard to, to replace a pilot. I get it because there's so much training that's involved, and uh, and this is something we need to tell them. It's like you, you know, there, there's a certain number of people that don't make it through the training. In the classes uh, in years past, and we don't do this as much now, but we tell people, listen, you're here and about 10 to 15 percent of you won't be here by the end of training for whatever reason. A lot of times, you know, people will fail out. They won't pass the background check, whatever it may be. Sometimes starting with that is good and it's bad. So it depends on how you say it. So just tell them, hey, this is going to be a challenge. We're here to help you. Just realize that not everybody's going to make it through the training. Uh, and so sometimes we have 100 percent on the class. Sometimes we don't. But we're going to be here to try to help you. And as long as you have a good attitude, we're going to try to help you as much as possible. You know, another thing they have to realize is, uh, as, as, a, as a student, and this is hard to get across, is there's hundreds of other pilots waiting to take your job. I mean, especially at the majors. I know we have uh, you know, people say there is no pilot shortage, though it's finally happening. And there's been a shortage. It's just been primarily at the regionals. We still, we're seeing less qualified pilots at the majors, meaning that they don't have as many hours, et cetera. That's going to be the way, the way for a while, of course, until we have like a, a downturn, et cetera. But that happens. You know, we we need to make them realize that you're here because somebody else didn't make it here. Uh, and and you should be proud of the fact that you're here and work as really as hard as you can. Um, again, we don't want to get too negative. I mean, again, this is a positive uh, podcast. But the same thing with, with your students and say, this is, I like you. I want to help you, that type of thing. It's really important to do that. Also, just another thing, too, as an instructor, um, just to help you out, just remember collateral damage happens. Don't feel bad. The situation, it's not your fault. Okay. You are given this person and this person came to you. They weren't a competent pilot in a certain area. They uh, are somebody that can't be taught. Uh, it happens. All right. And this is the collateral damage of the pilot shortage. We don't have people with six, ten thousand to ten thousand hours being hired at the regionals. Uh, they have much less than that. Plus, they they don't have many hours in in an airplane that's IFR equipped. So that's something else that is a challenge. Just it's not your fault. Just remember that. I know it's tough. It, it's getting hard out there. But don't do this. Don't just push them through the training and and make sure they're going to keep on going to the next person because eventually you're setting them up for failure. Try to nip it in the bud. It's hard to do, uh, and, I, and it's frustrating, I know, especially if you're being pressed to, to make sure that these people get through because you need pilots on the line. I get it. Uh, but as an instructor, it's your responsibility, not just for yourself, but also for the traveling public. And I know I get it. Some people, I've heard it, you know, hey, it'll, they'll be caught somewhere else. Now, 
catch them now, stop them now, say, hey, listen, I have these concerns. Uh, try to get it to the point where it's not on their record because that's what you want to do first, and then go from there if you have to. Um, but remember this. Uh, it's a real humbling fact out there that if you're, say you're in the cockpit, right, and, and you're flying even, you're the person that's about to fly the flight, and you suddenly get sick, right, and you can't fly. Just remember, it only takes a few hours to replace you as a pilot. Usually two, three hours and you're out. Uh, and that's a very humbling type of thing because there's a bunch of other people that have the training and the skills that can replace us. Does it ha- is that- <laughs> and that's a tough thing to swallow sometimes. I know what we do is difficult. Uh, there's a lot of other people out there uh, that can do this job and, and that also have the training and the skills. And they are able to replace us very quickly. And it's a very humbling thing. And the reason I mention that is is I feel that the most important thing in flying and in aviation is to stay humble. keeps you safe. Uh, it also is important because you you got to realize there's so many other people out there that are really good, especially when you make it to the majors. Uh, you know, everybody is is really, really good out there. So I hope that a lot of this has helped you, either if you're a pilot trying to, uh, you know, prevent yourself from being terminated as a recruiter. How do we go about trying to prevent these terminations from happening in the future? Uh, and I'm just talking terminations here. Um, but And also as an instructor, how do we prevent that? We nip it in the bud, that type of thing. Again, it's always early on that we want to stop these things. What can you do as a flight instructor right now? Say you have 100 hours as a flight flight instructor, uh, you can you can actually do what I'm telling you to do. You, the airline flight instructors were flight instructors like yourself many times. And so what you need to do is start having that attitude like, hey, listen, I need to stop now. I need to help this person now because we don't want this to move forward and have a problem within their career. Um, I hope this has helped. I hope uh, that this increase in terminations, it's just an unintended consequence of the pilot shortage. It's happened in the past. It's going to happen again. Uh, in the next downturn, we won't have quite as many terminations because of the fact that, we, yeah, we're going to have more competent pilots because we're having a lot of experienced pilots on the street. It's just the way it happens. Uh, but, but just remember, changing your attitude and also getting more training is really important on every single level. And as a pilot, as a recruiter, as a flight instructor, you can make a huge change in this industry. And I want this is my challenge to you. This is the one thing I want you to do. I always want you to do something every day to move forward in your career. I want you to think about what you can do. Whether you're a pilot, you're an instructor, you're a recruiter, What can you do right now and today to stop this, to stop this trend of the terminations and this unintended consequence of the pilot shortage? What is it yet you can do? Do that for me. Do that for me today. We'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.